Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Break. Thank you guys for listening this week again. My name is Megan Ingalls and as usual, I am joined by Phil Boileau and Justin Rowan. How's it going, guys? I'm doing well. It's freezing because it's literally freezing rain here. I love living in Montreal. It's amazing. It was like super cold for like three weeks. Snowed a ton. The city did nothing about it. Now it's raining and freezing. See, I would absolutely kill for freezing rain because freezing rain sounds like it's warm enough to that for it to slightly resemble rain. And it is way too cold here. Well, that's been the weird thing at this this end of the east is that it's, yeah, it got warm for like one day, but then you looked at the <laughs> forecast for the next couple of days and it's going back to like minus 20. I was like, that's going to be terrible because it's going to rain and then freeze immediately after. It's not even going to be warm enough for a day. I scraped my car yeah. off twice in the span of like an this hour. This is called winter in Canada. Yeesh. <laughs> it's all crap. That's what it is. It is. It's almost like it was sponsored by the Triple Bs. The what? <laughs> the Triple Bs, Big Baller brand. Oh, got it. Got Winter it. in Canada is brought to you by Lamar Ball and Big Baller brand. Maybe he needs to make some... He needs, if he wants Mother to make, Nature, stay in your lane. He needs to make some uh, winter boots to reach the north. That- yeah, some yeah. like $12,000 well, well, winter boots. Yeah. yeah, the problem with that is you, you'd pay tons of money for those boots, and then they would come seven months later, and they wouldn't resemble the ones that you ordered. Um, so <laughs> it's probably not... If you have a time-sensitive issue where you want to address the cold in your life, uh, do not go Big Baller brand. Oh man, we were so close to getting them to sponsor getting this podcast. Sponsor. Finally, we would have had one. You 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 heard you heard me building up towards that, but I want to give this opportunity for multiple sponsors: Nike, Adidas, all all you other competitors. <laughs> Make us an offer. We are free agents. We are here. We got we got the skills. We got the promo code reading ability. Make us an offer. Big Baller Brand is out. You're in. I do like how 10% of this podcast, at least, if not 25, is just trying to find a sponsor that's now varied from nasal strips to other podcasts to... To uh, Nike. Yeah, Yeah. to Nike. We're we're moving up. There are dozens of listeners that are enjoying these live reads. Because live reads are annoying enough on their own. I'm sure they're even better when there isn't a product being sold. I was going to say the funny part is, is that we're not contractually obligated to be asking for this <laughs> at all. Oh, it's sad. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should get some basketball talk going. How about that? Yeah, that's less sad. Well, not <laughs> as sad as how some players are feeling. That's how you segue. Like mm. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, who just. Uh, got a fine the other day, $20,000 fine. Um, yeah, a couple players have been fined over the last couple days. So that's what I wanted to start <laughs> to start <laughs> off talking about. We've got fines, we've got suspensions, we've got it all. What do you guys think about fining versus sus- suspending players for a game? What do you think is the bigger impact? I, I can't see the, the fine system really being too much of a deterrent. Um, eh, I, I think we're going a little overboard with uh, just the, the fines and suspensions and things like that. Um, I think you got to look at the situation, just how, how bad it was. Um, I, I don't think the, the fine that DeMar DeRozan um, received is going to change how he behaves. 
And ultimately, like, I think Serge Ibaka had an idea of what was going on. Um, but then... Well, Ibaka like, and Johnson he, just got suspended. Which, I mean, in turn, they lose money because they're not paid for those games, which is heftier than being fined. Right, but if you're looking at what the deterrents are, mm. I, I don't think that uh, you're going to be able to put something in place that's actually going to regulate human emotion. Ibaka knew he shouldn't be in that situation. He, like, swung once and then all of a sudden was like, oh, crap, and pulled his arms back. Like, yeah. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, these are competitors. Their, their bodies are on the line. And if they feel wronged in any sense, they're they're going to go after the guys. Like it's just instinctive. So, uh, it, I, I I think it's mostly just for show. It, it's so the league can save face. There's nothing that you can do that's actually going to regulate how they act. Yeah, I mean, I think too, like you said, Ibaka kind of when they it wasn't they both kind of elbowed each other. There was no actual punches thrown, and like you said, <laughs> immediately after he kind of lifted his hands up, and I like I think that's enough. You know, it's he obviously isn't he kind of known back. for he this at this point. Like, like I feel like we've seen enough of these Ibaka like with his fist cocked back kind of moments. Well, the last time <laughs> he did it was behind the scenes. It was like earlier this month, and it was against. Um, one of uh, the team, like the team officials that works for them, which was kind of interesting. So I, you know, obviously he's got a little bit of a temper. I think that you could draw from that, perhaps. Well, to pull a Justin jokey, uh, he's getting angry in his old years. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but um, it, it, uh, that's actually an interesting topic because the one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about in terms of fines, which has always kind of gotten me, and that's. Players who don't conduct themselves within the NBA norms off the court. Like, like there are a lot of different ways of expressing this, but the one that's always gotten to me is like, you know, the ones who show up for the press conferences, the ones who don't, the ones who get fined. I just, I don't know. I just think like, like yes, like I, I get not hurting the NBA brand, but I don't know. I just... I just feel it's silly that they should be forced to go and answer a, a barrage of repetitive, nonsensical questions. Yeah, but if you look at it, that's that's literally part of their job. Like, they know that from the beginning. This isn't something new. The media is a huge part in any sport, especially, well, obviously basketball as well. It's not... I get, like, the way that it happens sometimes, I think... If you look at the NFL, how there was like that whole drama and stuff, how it was, you know, you have to go out there and you have to at least speak words. But I think in general, <laughs> that's part of their job and they can't just choose to ignore that whole, you know, that's the shitty part that comes with it. And, you know, but that's also what keeps it popular. That's what people want to see. They want to see when they get mad. They want to see when they're not happy about games. Like that's the part that I really want to see. If there's a terrible loss or something, I want to see them mad after the game. I want to see them being dramatic as some of them are very dramatic. And I think it's very stupid uh, how <laughs> upset they get sometimes that just over little things. But I mean, uh, that's yeah, the part like, I want to see. The, the- the, the personalities drive the league, right? That's that's what drives the league interest. And sure, the, the podium press conferences, they're, they're awkward. You rarely get anything too insightful. Sometimes you do. Sometimes a, a player is feeling talkative or, or reflective, and, and you get some insights there. But the, the interest in the, what they have to say is so important uh, to the what the fan wants, um, and ultimately, it's important to their paycheck because ESPN, the, the TV contract, is, is making up like 7% of a lot of these deals. It's the reason for the, the spike in the salary cap. Um, 
that the interest that ESPN drives up and, and other television um, companies and things like that drive into the NBA, it makes everybody more wealthy. It elevates these guys to the point where they can um, go out and get endorsements and, and get even more income and have the influence that they have. So, yes, there's some annoying aspects to it, but I don't think it's something that you can remove from the game. With that being said, do we think it's very contradictory that Draymond Green got fined $25,000 for criticizing the officiating? <laughs> like, they want these players to show their personalities. We want to hear from them after game, post-game. And then something like this happens and they find them. Like, that kind of, to me, says they want it both ways. Like, what, they would just want to be boring and they want them to answer their questions. Like, yes, no, it was a tough game. And they're, you know, the reporters also well, ask the, the, them the questions difference... about officiating, obviously. Right, because right. that's something. But... So what, they're just supposed to not answer? I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Especially well, with some I, games, I mean... we all know the referees in NBAs have had problems and gone against certain teams. And it's pretty apparent over the past year. So I think, you know... <laughs> See, here's the thing. It, they, uh, Draymond Green didn't get fined by ESPN for his answer. He got fined by the league. It, it's mm -hmm. two separate entities here. So, uh, like, they, the media wants the ability to get these honest opinions and reflections out of the players, and they publish it often without any um, additional kind of commentary with it. It's, here's, here's what the quote was, here's how the player feels, here's why, and, like, they go from there. It's up to the players to express what they have to say um, properly with without going into uh, a tangent like Draymond Green went into. Like, even, I, I think Draymond Green, like, to some extent, he's trolling. He's trying to get a reaction. There, There's referees that he has a good relationship with. Mm -hmm. There's referees he has a bad relationship with. He tries to kind of exaggerate his, a point, his point because he knows it's going to get attention. But it's his responsibility to communicate that in a more effective way. Because you can express that exact same sentiment in a better way and you're not going to get fined by the league. But the league has uh, a responsibility to protect itself and that's why they went after him. So yeah, I, I still, don't I mean, in general, I disagree with the league on that hugely. And I think that players should be able to say whatever they want. Like, it's their opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you should be able to find someone for just their opinion over officiating. Like, that's just, you know, it'd be different. I think it would be different if he was making some serious allegations and saying, like, there is, you know, conspiracy against referee. Maybe that's different. But him just saying that, like, their officiating was bad and they weren't doing a good job, I'd, I disagree. But that, that's not what he said. He said that every single referee should be fired and they should bring in replacements for every ref, right? Like, that that's going a little over the top, saying that, referees have an agenda against certain players and they need to get rid of all the existing referees like that goes beyond saying the officiating suck tonight i do agree they find them too quickly in a lot of those situations yeah. for making the league look bad yeah but like that that was a broad sweeping statement i'm sure even his teammates that agree with him uh, and his point on certain referees are like okay draymond this it's a little over the top here yeah yeah no, when was I, this soundbite taken though like like was this taken right after a game uh, not not immediately after a game. This uh, this was like a one on one interview. I, I think it occurred okay. sh shortly after, but not not in the typical scrum. At, at least from what I gathered. Okay, uh, uh, because I'm kind of re relating it to like a UFC fight, right? After someone's been hit in the head twenty times, and you're expecting him to kind of like you, you know actually have a factual conversation. I mean, he's gonna be in the moment. He's gonna be emotional, and you know what? Like, I can agree with you guys on a lot of levels, but there's part of me that feels it's really hypocritical to say, 
I want you to be there and play really nice to the reporters with their ridiculously boring questions. And then on the other side, you can't express yourself at all. Like, yeah, it's basically you're... handcuffing. And, and, and it's like saying, like, yeah, it's like saying, like, I want to know more about this player and an insight, but he's going to be so shackled the entire time that why would he bother? Like, if I'm a player, I wouldn't care. I would just go up there and be like, yes. Like, I would be giving, uh, like, like, I would give answers that make OG Ananobi's answers look like <laughs> Shakespeare. I'd be like, sure, cool. I would just look at the camera and be like, yup. Cool. That's a terrible question. Next. Boom. But I see, just be I, there. as a fan and like even somebody in the media, I respect that. I respect that honesty and that you're just giving straight up sassiness and attitude. Like I like to see that and I enjoy players that actually get honest with that. But they're always on that line, right? Like, like if a guy just had a brutal loss and it's like, and someone's like, oh, well, how do you feel about the loss tonight? It's like, okay, Captain Obvious, how do you think I feel about this loss? It sucked. I'm in the I'm in the emotional spot. Like, what do you expect? Like, like, I feel like like there should be some Survivor Island where where players are allowed like two or three cards where they're like, no, no, this guy's gone tonight. Like, like he's allowed to come back as a reporter. He's like, uh, that was too stupid. You know, like, like, here's the thing: they're not go- they're not going to get fined for that. Like, if you ask a stupid question, how often do you see a player like just eviscerate a reporter where they go, oh, "Come on, bro!" Like, uh, yeah. W- or what do you think? Like, they can brush it off. And I like I-, I think we're getting away from the original point, which is players aren't restricted and and banned from giving an opinion. They just have to do it in a proper way. If they feel that's not the the correct forum for it, or or they're too wrapped up in the emotion, and they're they're going to go to the point of hyperbole like Draymond Green did, then they can address it at another time. And and sure, yes, we are asking or, or we're holding the, these athletes to a higher standard than we would most people, but because they are public figures and because there's so much endorsement money behind this, because the league has a, a reputation and an image to uphold, I, I, I think it's understandable that, um, especially with a, a guy like Draymond Green, who who is not shy to share an opinion, and that's one of the reasons he he is so endearing and divisive for fans. I like I just don't think you you, you kind of have to hold them to a standard and be like kind of check them every now and then, being like, all right, you went a little too far this time because Draymond's not going to stop talking. I don't think you, you anybody or any any penalty system could be put in place that's going to stop that. But ultimately. If he crosses the line, I, I think the league is well within their rights to kind of step in. Yeah, I still, I partially agree with you. I would say, yeah, he did go a little bit too far with the comments, but as well, like, if you actually look at his wording of it, I think it is a little bit off the cuff. He, start, he said, like, they can get a new crop of referees, a whole new crop. Like, I, you know, don't take that as seriously, but I, I think it should have been more no, of a warning. No, he's trolling. <laughs> I think it should, yeah, I think it should have been more of a warning of, listen, you can complain and you can say this, but you actually, you can't push it this far i think that would go a little bit farther but i mean you know players like him are always going to try and push their limits a little bit see what they can get away with uh speaking of big personalities what do you guys are you guys excited for the all-star game voting has uh, commenced no, it's, a, it's a giant waste of time and it's fans should not get votes and oh my god phil we, we should put a fine system in place for your bad opinions. 
That's what we need. They're not we need bad opinions. It's, it, it's useless. Yeah, but look, look no, we all remember old man. Half, half portion of votes because the other half is brought in by what was, is like reporters and ex-players and stuff. They have a little bit of a system. I, it's not just fan voting. That makes up half I'm, of. I, I'm seeing a trend here. We Phil wants to get rid of the press conferences. <laughs> he probably wants to get rid of games with older players. He wants to get rid of the All-Star game. I think if you just strip down the NBA season... You know what? Uh, want press conference. It'd be the trade deadline. It'd be the trade deadline and, and then the draft, it goes straight to the draft. season. And it would just be him. I think his ideal NBA is playing like an NBA 2K where it's just like every day he just gets to choose a different team and lay It's out. a beautiful vision. Yeah. It honestly is a beautiful <laughs> vision. But as I said, I, I think just like with Draymond Green, Phil benefits the podcast like Draymond <laughs> Green does, but we need to get a fine system in place to keep him in line. <laughs> I should put in like some like ching 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 sound bites. It's like yeah, um, exactly. every time I say something like this, like oh, we're gonna set up a PayPal fine jar, and I'm expecting uh, you to uh, to pay into that. Uh, so instead of sponsors, it's just me paying for things based on my poor comments. I'll take that. Okay. But they but, did change it up this year. Do you give them any props for at least changing it up a little bit? And that it's if they going put to it be on TV, diff- they're yes, not televising that, the draft, I know, which is probably That's the only thing people care about. I agree. Uh. That was the next point, is that I want to see these big players make their little baby faces. I want to see their reactions. And and roll their eyes. And that's probably the most. They basically were like, we're giving you a big cookie, but (laughs) you can't have it. You can just look at it. Actually, no, you can't even look at it. We're just telling you that there's a cookie. You guys can't have it. You're giving me flashbacks to my youth. This is uh, this is upsetting. <laughs> We're supposed to talk basketball, and now I'm getting PTSD. So Over thank cookies? you, Megan. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Did that happen? Over being to you told as a child? that there's cookies, but not having them. <laughs> Who heard Hold you? on, there's not cookies. <laughs> I'm so confused. This but this is the right big now. cookie. Like, that's such a great that they're like, listen, we're going to go like elementary school style, middle school style. We're going to have captains and they're going to pick that. Sounds like something that Phil would have come up with, like an amazing, uh, weird thing that exactly. you wouldn't think actually happened. The all-star and game draft, I'd be totally down for this. But and I now they're like, but you can't it. watch it. Like, even the NHL got this right. Like, if hockey is getting something right before the NBA, that should be a bit of a warning sign. They're not the, the most progressive sport on the planet. How can the NBA blow this opportunity? They're kind of frozen in their ways. I'm still, I can't believe that they're still sticking with that decision to not show it. And I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get any part of it. Also, they're in the all-star game. So who's really, I mean, yeah, players are going to get mad and they're probably going to pout, which I would like to see again, but you're still in the all-star game. So getting picked last in the all-star game is you're still an all-star at the end of the day. You're so. still getting roasted for that. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's terrible. But like, honestly, but like that the thing would that be kills, the funniest thing. I mean, people are going to comment regardless. Do they just need to change out. their formats? Because I think people don't care anymore. Like, 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 like the rookie sophomore thing or whatever. I kind of liked, but um, I wrote like last year, "What if Wednesday?" Talking all about this, and I was just saying. They need to have one-on-one competitions. Like that's all people want to see. Like if you go into the All-Star game There's and you're way too much injury potential there, though. They're, yeah, they're but Steph and Russ and KD and LeBron just want. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, we interesting. I think there was it was uh, two years ago where the All-Star game was actually a little, or the All-Star in general weekend was a little bit more of an success over the last couple of years. And then last year, I think it bombed out of control and it was probably one of the worst. 
What do you guys think is the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful All-Star Weekend? Um, uh, memorable moments for the most part. Like, City obviously makes a big difference. Because yeah. if you got a good market, you end up getting a lot of celebrities and stuff like that. Uh, outside of the normal ones that'll just go anywhere. Um, but then also, like, just how entertaining the game is. Like, uh, when when you are playing, like, that semi, like, almost Cavs-ish defense that the All-Stars play, um, it, it's easy for a game to kind of get out of hand. I think when it's when it's a highlight competition for three quarters and then the game is still close and, and you start to see them compete, that's a lot of fun to me. I just, like, I really just want to see really personalities, like, on the side court during the dunk competitions. Like, my favorite part, most of the time, instead of the actual dunk, is the reactions of the people on the bench and, like, the celebrities and the ex-players and stuff. That's my favorite, is just the reactions of it. And I think having something, like, even just, like, a trash talk cam or something where you actually get to see the personalities, like, that part is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, a- absolutely. I, I, I think... One of the worst things that um, the TV broadcast and experience has had this year is that damn players only that TNT does. It is absolutely it, like it's just awful. And they and they love screaming but, it too. Players only. They, yeah, players, players only. only, baby. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. But alternatively, in the All Star Game, if you had everybody mic'd up and you had players commentating, like guys on the bench doing the commentary like if there was like a mic for them or something like that that would be fun like i i want to hear from guys that are in the game that are trash talking to one another uh you you could run the the like like audio clips and stuff uh when you're doing or what if you did or what if you did like like a live Twitter vote or something, and fans could vote upon who it switches to? You know what I want? Like I want in, to see a live group chat of trash talking going down. I just want to see a big conversation that you can watch live of just the players all going at it at think, each other. Think like of that like would the be fun to me. Reels. Think of the highlight reels you'd be able to put together from that, though. Like as you like mine through all that audio. I, I like the idea. I think like, the NBA of, would be way too nervous about what's on that mine, uh, what's on that highlight field. Right, but exa- they would filter through but that. That's though. what I mean. It's if you do it in the right way, it still makes it seem to the audience that it's like a live, unedited. Obviously, it would be edited, which is the smart thing to do. But you know, to the person watching, it would make it seem like you're getting, you know, like you're sitting, you know, courtside there. And I think, yeah, that would probably be it for me and i don't know maybe in a couple of years they'll kind of get it but i think not televising the pick is just the absolute worst decision <laughs> that they could have made i don't know who i just think there's so many better that. ways that, uh, there's so many better ways they could have done this like they I better leak like... out who gets picked if i don't somebody doesn't leak out who got picked last and what the order of the pick is i'm already over it oh do you think they I'm actually won't it. won't release it after you think there's a no. chance? That's terrible. Well, if they're not going to televise it, it's because they don't want people going getting picked first and last and whatever. But I think that's the best thing about oh. it. Wow, yeah, such yeah, a missed are. opportunity. If they're not doing, if they're not at least Somebody releasing the order after, leak it. <laughs> I, no, no, because no, everyone that's, wants that's to see. You. I'm challenging you to go there. Challenge I need you to get in and leak it. <laughs> Yeah, of course, uh, the one guy who's allowed in there is just going to, like, blow it right away. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty, <laughs> just, I you're pretty the league, tall. The league you could probably get away with this audio with idea. Yeah. 
think we all need a chip. I think there's so many better ideas like that. I think they should have an all-star versus the quote like a a, a grouping of sophomore and rookies and, and and that one year the sophomore and rookies are gonna win it's gonna be this awesome like david and goliath thing you're gonna have like ben simmons and ingram and uh you know all these guys versus like lebron and katie it's like so stacked against you you could have like like one year it'll happen i think that would actually be pretty dope well, we'll see. It sounds like it's going to be kind of a boring, hot mess. Or, but... or we could just watch the All-Star game uh, uh, like we do every Christmas and watch the Warriors versus the Cavs, which is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for this show. It started off a little bit rough, and it ended kind of rough as the All-Star game well. <laughs> mm. that, that, that sounds like my type of evening. Start rough, end rough. <laughs> Yeah. Are, are we just not okay? Are we just letting that hang there? Because I was expecting some sort of witty banner or I Megan moving on. You I just didn't know. What, I just got hang? really awkward. I didn't know what to say. Oh God. Okay. If you guys don't are just mind, let this hang. I'm no. going to take Meg, Megan's job right now, and I'm going to end this show. So thank you to our listeners. Remember, subscribe, rate us on <laughs> iTunes. You'll find us at Press Basketball. I'm Justin Rowan for Megan Angles and Phil Boileau. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in the break. <laughs>